Hello and welcome to Social Club. Today we're in conversation um, with David Osborne um, of Catalyst Choices CIC and he's going to be talking with, with Craig Carey of Bubble Chamber about how to move from a culture of conflict to one of collaboration. So I've been very fortunate to know David for a few years now and seen the great work that Catalysts do up in the Northwest in the social care space. Okay, so three years to get to the start line, we launch and sort of linking into the webinar's headline, it was just one bloody fight after another. Yeah. So once you'd actually spun out, what sort of fights or conflict were you, invo were you involved well, in? Well, for, for a couple of months, you're kind of living in this really, um, this really great utopia where it was like, we've done it. And then all of a sudden, when you start then kind of having contact back with the place that you've left, you suddenly think, hold on a minute, they still think we're part of this organisation. So the kind of fights that we were having, I suppose, was that I think we realised that we were a separate company and that we were independent, but actually some of the people back where we'd left probably didn't want to realise that. So, and we were tied into all kind of agreements that politically had to be made as part of the spin out. So we had to buy back our corporate support services at really extortionate prices for a really ineffective support. So HR, payroll, finance, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then there was a bit about the council thinking we only work for them exclusively and nothing else. So you was kind of, we'd got the freedom and then there was almost a bit about, then you had to reinforce the fact that we weren't part of that anymore. Um, so we probably spent the next 12 or 18 months trying to get out as quickly as we could um, for some of those out of some of those arrangements back with the council that were really quite prohibitive, stopped us growing and didn't, they weren't really fit for purpose in the kind of organisation that we had. So there was that bit. There was then the bit about, OK, we're now a separate company. We need to form a board. We need to get our governance right. So, you know, putting together a board of directors, non-executive directors and um, I've had a kind of, you know, we've had a couple of bumps along the way there. I'm, we're six years old now and I'm, I'm on my third chairman. And, um, number three, okay. Yeah, yeah, chairman number three, which is, who is brilliant actually now and he's been with us a year and, you know, um, but we, so we made, we made some mistakes along the way there in terms of recruitment to non-execs. To start, we went a bit too public sectory, which didn't really work. Then second time round, we said, well, OK, the governance needs to be better. Let's go for someone who's a chairman or who can, you know, who can chair uh, in a way that the first one didn't. And that didn't really work. They had a kind of more of a trustee view of the world, really. And so I had to kind of work out of that one. Um, and then finally, we got we got um, a chairman non-exec that's that's kind of really good as well, really. So we kind of had that bit. And then I suppose the, the other the other kind of conflict battle was then, OK, we've got a group of staff who were all transferred on these fantastic terms and conditions. Most have been working in council for 10, 15, 20 years. So how do you begin to address the, the culture of what was and, and try and bring it into where we needed it to be really? Um, it's particularly around this theme for us of, of ownership and collaboration as, you know, as we are 100% owned by, by, by employees really, so. Okay, so you've sort of given three groups there, the council sort of, board and the staff I mean in terms of fight without I don't know don't want to probe too much is there any sort of more describe a bit more about 
I don't know the board or how that made you feel or what sort of things you were going through. It was, it was tricky, really. And this is where Craig, Craig, um, I mean, you know a little bit as well, Craig, but Craig and Phillips was, you know, we were, we were doing quite a bit together there. I think at the time, the senior team around me wasn't really quite as formed as it could have been. So it was really a lone battle in the board um, with, with the non-exec directors. Um, and it was kind of almost like me against them, really, in some ways. So, yeah, it was, it was, I wouldn't worry about, I wouldn't worry about it now in the same way that I did then. But then we were a kind of year out the council. There was still a lot riding on it. We had an initial three-year deal. Um, and, we, you know, the council was still very, very heavily but loosely involved in the organisation. And part of me was thinking, shit, if this goes wrong, you know, we've got nowhere to go, really. And so there was a kind of worry, fear, kind of, as well as being frustrated that we'd not got the right people around to, you know, to kind of take us where we wanted to go. Um, fortunately, with, with the help of various people, we got over that. Um, but it was one where, you know, sat in a room with the chair and said, one of us is going to go and it's not going to be me. Um, and that's a really difficult thing to do, you know, 12 months after spinning out, you're out of the organisation, especially when that person was making all kinds of threats um, you know, uh, against kind of me personally and, and bringing the council into it and everything. So, yeah, it was it was very wearisome. You know, that was kind of about 18 months in or thereabouts. So, so you've, you're sort of fighting battles with the board up there. Then you mentioned about the staff coming in, being two people over. And I suppose in your mind, you had this ownership collaboration Pete but what was the sort of general feeling with the staff and how much were you having to get involved in day-to-day -day things? Yeah quite a lot really I mean you know in the conversations that you and I had when since we've been working together you know fundamentally um, it, it, it felt like you had to concentrate everything on what was going on operationally and you couldn't really sit back and have a look, have a look at the overall organisation and where it was going so I was still kind of dipping in and running bits of, of operational services, um, you know, more or less kind of weekly, really. Um, I think from a, it was really difficult from some of the from, from a, the staff team point of view because we'd sold this big idea that we were all going to be employee owners, and then we kind of got to the other side, and there was a bit like, okay, so what? And what does that mean? So, trying to engage with people on on really small stuff before we even started to tackle some of the big things that we needed to take. I mean, I remember our staff council, when we formed it, taking about three months to decide, to decide on the colour of a uniform, because I don't think they'd ever been given that kind of freedom before to make some kind of choices. And I'm thinking, God, in a year, we've got to have some big consultation about changing our terms and conditions, and we can't even get a uniform agreed here. Um, so yeah, so that was that that was uh, the kind of getting involved in operational stuff for me was a bit where you were kind of fighting on the board front, but also trying to make sure that operational services were were kind of coming up to scratch in the way that we needed them to really. In terms of we talked about council chair staff and spinning out, what was um, I don't know the reaction of the actual service users, families, and other potential stakeholders. Well, to be honest, I think, I mean, I think we're lucky, really, in, in the fact that most of the people that we support and we still support now, we've been supporting for quite a long time, in, in, in even in the council umbrella. 
So fundamentally, the faces on the front line were very much the same. You know, it was kind of the same face, different uniform almost. And the standard and quality of support on that level was still really, really good and still is. So I think although people recognise we were this different entity, you know, I think for the most part, as long as people are getting good levels of support and it's meeting their needs, I don't, you know, in some senses, people aren't that bothered who's doing it, I don't think, a lot of the time. But I think because we'd taken some established relationships and they were still there with our frontline team members. And, you know, even now we've still got probably about 60% of the, of the staff team that transferred with us. So, we, you know, we've, we've, we've maintained a core um, stability, really, of familiar familiar faces for, to the people that we support, which, you know, I think that was, that's probably why that bit of the journey has been relatively kind of smooth and bump-free, really, I guess. Okay, so that's, that's a positive there, that's good. So you talk about how it made you feel. I mean, I've heard sort of potentially lonely, tired, weary, involved in sort of day to, too much day-to-day operations rather than the strategic side. So tell me a bit more about that. Um, well, I think, you know, through various various kind of um, iterations of the board and the senior team, we've constantly tried to juggle stuff around to get the right type of structure in place that means I can do the job that I'm supposed to be doing, I guess. And whether it's some of the early work that we did with Stepping Out and Craig and, and latterly with yourself, Craig, a lot of that has been focused on what's the talent that we've got in the organisation, what's our strategy for developing that, who's, you know, have we got the right people in the right places or not, um, and what are we going to do about it? And, and I suppose it's quite difficult, that, because, again, you know, m- many of our senior team um, are long-standing co- colleagues that you've been working with. So, you know, we've managed to get people in the right places without having to, having to do a kind of massive hatchet job on I've done on some people, I guess, but not, you know, not, not, not with everybody. So I think, look, it was, you know, it was like one thing to try and get the frontline staff team to realise that we were this separate entity, but it was a completely different thing to try and have that same conversation with the senior team, really. So all of a sudden, you're saying to people, you know, you're a business manager, effectively, you're not just a team manager in a council with a budget that's meaningless numbers, it's real money. And so, you know, big education with people around running their bit of the business, you know, what's the PL, what the management accounts mean, right the way up to how are we going to have a, a strategy that's fit for purpose in an independent community interest company rather than a council department, you know. So a lot of focus on talent strategy, as you say, getting the right people in the right place at the right time. Um, which just sort of allows you to sort of do what an MD should do, be more involved in the strategy than the operational side of things. What else have you done to sort of develop the, the journey for Catalyst? I suppose some of that come kind of, there's, there's, there's probably a starting point there, isn't there, about a, what, a year and a half, two years ago when we started working together. But also I think when we got over the hurdle of three years, which was a kind of almost the first break point with, um, with the council contract. And we, um, I suppose we were finally able to get some firm partnerships in place 
and some better leadership around you know the senior team and also around the board and also for me with, with the work that we've done craig um i think i think that was the bit where we felt we felt right come on we, we're standing on our own two feet now we need to develop um in a way that takes us away from this council kind of reliance on this main council contract and what we're we actually going to deliver, who we're going to deliver it to. And so we've, you know, we formed a pretty tight partnership with Capacity, which was Capacity Lab, now called Capacity, um, who were doing some business development with us and, and, you know, way back a couple of years ago. And now we're almost at the point where we could be looking at LLPs with various bits of their organisation. They've supported us to acquire assets and, and, and new developments. I think the stuff, you know, the, the getting getting the, the, the board right um, was really key for me. Getting a chairman who understood what we were and where we needed to go. Obviously linked up with Bubble Chamber, Craig, that was through, through um, Social Club. And it was really, you know, that kind of personal coaching for me to try and put my head in the right place about, right, how do we design something to take this, bus this business forward? Um, which kind of led us from that individual coaching to the team coaching, the restructures of the team that we've done, the back office, the developing the talent strategy and, you know, um, and everything else that we've been doing, doing, doing over the last 18 months, really. So, yeah, I think it was about having been able to get the right people around the table and say, right, what are we going to do now? What are the bits of the business that are working? What are the bits that aren't? Where do we focus our energy? Um, and how we're going to create some sustainability for you know for the five years and beyond, really. So, say so clarity, team, strategy. What's what's the, been the next part of the journey in terms of trying to bring the whole staff, the whole organisation along with you in terms of helping to develop them, but also really develop the employee ownership agenda, which I know you're super passionate about. Well, I think when we go, go back to the work that we started with yourselves and it very quickly moved on, didn't it, from a personal coaching perspective for me that said, okay, we need to, we need to have a very clear talent strategy in place that went board, senior team, management team, frontline team, governance arrangements, what does that mean? What does that look like? That then quickly moved on to, okay, how do we translate that into employee ownership, which then moved us on to, we redefined our purpose, we redefined our vision, our values for the organisation. We did quite a lot of workshopping with, with, with team members around what that was going to be. Got that signed off by a board who was then pretty much, you know, absolutely behind it and, and in, you know, in, in step with what we wanted to do. And then we started looking at, well, okay, how do we roll something across the wider team then, the wider team members that really tries to support this notion of collaboration and partnership? And so we, we started with strategy on a page so we could, you know, we, could have, we could communicate very, very clearly what our strategy was going to be, what we wanted to do, how we were going to get there put some defined ownership around that strategy at every level of the organisation so that when team members are coming in and doing their day-to-day -day work, they know how their role fits in with the overall strategy. And I guess from, from that, Craig, we developed with, with Eddie and Peter and Creative Conversation. I always had this idea that um, 
I wanted to I wanted to develop a, a values based onboarding or induction program that was pretty much about how we did things, and I, and I pinched it from um, this this networking program I did a few years ago and did wavelength and we went to the South Bank Centre, and and I kind of pinched this idea of something they were doing and so we always wanted to kind of have something that we call the catalyst way, which is this was the catalyst way of doing things. These were our values. This was our culture. And we dabbled at it a couple of years ago. It didn't really work that well. But through the process that we've just worked through in terms of strategy and um, uh, strategy on a page and the restructures and everything else that we've done, then we then obviously we got together with Eddie and Peter, looked at the work that Creative Conversation um, do, and we put together um, a training program around our values, which is called Catalyst Way. Um, and we've we've just we've just rolled the first cohort of that out. Um, the guys have done some training for trainers, and we're just rolling that out to the second cohort now. And it's really about what are our key values: ownership, collaboration, um, growth, openness, and the training programs built around that. My kind of aspiration for it is that we get to a place where across all our organization people can have open and creative conversations without conflict and we get to a point of true collaboration accountability and engagement across our staff teams and i've said this to you a few times craig you know i'll know it's been cracked where at some point i'm visiting one of our care homes and having a conversation and one of our team members will say do you know what david what you just said then isn't really in line with our value of openness is it and then you know i think we we might have got there with some of that but yeah we uh we, it's kind of gone right the way through the organisation from governance to leadership, what's our talent strategy and how do we do something that tries to promote engagement from our from all our teams, really. So I know as a leader, you like to walk the walk. Can you tell me about your experience? Because I know you took part in the first cohort of Catalyst Way Creative Conversation. Can you give me a bit more information about that? Yeah, I mean, it was quite challenging, actually. But, you know, I mean, I think that so it was, you know, very interactive, participatory. There was work to do outside of work. You know, you were linking up with other people in the organisation that you didn't normally work with and having some fairly, um, fairly intense um, conversations and, you know, feedback to each other. So it was a bit of bearing your soul stuff, really, to be honest. But I think... We did. We saw an awful lot of quick progress in the group. That and Eddie can probably comment on this as well because Eddie did the first cohort with us, and we saw quite a you know a lot of progress within that first group. And and you know I think I said to you, Craig, the other week I um, arranged arranged a meeting um, to, to we were doing some service planning, and my ops director um, she'd been off uh, for a week or so, and we'd arranged this meeting, and a lot of the first cohort is about kind of clarity and purpose and you know that type of stuff and she messaged me and said I've just noticed that you've arranged this meeting um, can I just confirm what the uh, what the purpose of it is so I'm very clear in my mind I was like oh, oh god okay um, so I think you know we, we're starting to see people approach conversations we, with each other by saying right let's just clarify what we want to get out of this what are the barriers and how do we get over it in a way that I don't think we would have done before so yeah it was hard work it was hard work and there was a lot of you know I tried quite a bit of stuff at home and got told off for it but um you know, as did other other members of the group as well but um yeah the feedback from everybody was really positive 
So something you can use in uh, personal life as well as work life. Yes, yeah, I did get told don't 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 try any of that psycho bullshit on me. I know what you're doing. <laughs> so yeah, but it was you know in terms of you know understanding others first and clarifying your position and you know trying to meet you know recognizing when your own needs aren't being met and someone else's are. It was it was yeah it it it, it you could certainly do it in in work and at home as well and. That's, you know, we want to, we, you know, we want to get to a place where we, we redefine the purpose of the organisation and our overall vision as, you know, giving our employee owners the, the accountability to kind of innovate and create and do their own thing. So you've got to give people the skills to do that. Um, and I think the catalyst way is, is a way that we think we can start giving people the skills to recognise that they, you know, they are accountable recognize that they've got the skills and abilities to do the stuff better than what I can do it and you know in order to do that we've got to collaborate with each other and and work in partnership to do it. So as a leader from creative conversation what is the most important tool or habit that you've developed I say as a leader? Oh do you know what I think it's I think it goes back to the very first week that we did which was understand first which sounds really it sounds really kind of basic doesn't it but you know I think I've said to you that a few times and I'm less now but I am still a bit of a control freak and part of that does probably go back to those initial battles where you're having to kind of do most stuff yourself but actually stopping and listening and trying to understand where other people are coming from without you know just kind of laying your kind of vision or your perspective there I think that was probably the most powerful thing um, and I think a lot of people reflected on that as well I mean there was loads of stuff that we did that, you, that is easily applicable but I think just that that very first step that we did about kind of understanding first um, was probably one of the most powerful ones for me yeah. Can you give me a sort of bit more context specific example where maybe you wouldn't have tried that approach before and you have done it, what outcomes it led to? Uh, oh God, crap. there's probably so many. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, sorry, putting you on the spot. <laughs> but... um, I, I think, yeah, I think sometimes um, I've, I've kind of had frustrations along the way where, you know, when we talked about um, maybe not having the right people in the right places and sometimes you think, you know what, it's just easy to just get on and do stuff yourself, isn't it? Rather than actually saying to somebody okay let me just check out why you're finding that difficult or what your position is for so yeah there's a variety of things I think probably we made quite a big change didn't we about six months ago with the guy who was our operational director who Craig Din Phillips advised me to get rid of years ago and we you know we we found it hard to do that but actually found found a role for him that kind of fits for him and actually fits for us in a much better way, which means he's, you know, so being able to kind of try and understand his perspective um, was was key and part of that, because otherwise we'd have just got rid of him. And I think we have still got value from him in the organisation now. He's doing something completely different that best fits with where his kind of talent is. Yes. So if I had a cohort go through on Catalyst, way obviously I know you've got 300 plus staff and obviously if you grow over the next couple of years that could sort of add a couple of hundred on there how do you how do you 
scale catalyst way, not only in your own organization, but potentially other organizations that you join up with? Yeah, well, we've kind of got an internal train the trainers element going on there. So the first cohort was very much Peter and Eddie from Creative Conversation. Two of the first cohort um, are now the trainers for the second cohort. There's a plan to do more. So it's, you know, we've got like lots of organizations here will have the same. We've got lots of team members within who are trained up to deliver everything from safer handling to, you know, um, kind of proactive um, approaches around conflict and behavior management so we've got people who are who are familiar with doing that so it's really an internal plan of train the trainers and just continue to roll it it will become part of our onboarding it will become something that we insist on any any anybody that's going to work in partnership with us on a more kind of long-term or formal type basis will want them to do it as well um, so yeah it's yeah it's we we it's probably take us a year or so to get through everybody with it. If you were to sort of summarise your this conversation of practising summarising first and going from the conflict of spinning out to working in more of a collaborative organisation, how would you describe that? Well, I think it's still a journey. And, you know, you and I know from the work that we're still doing, it's not completed yet and there's still an awful lot to do. Um, we've, I think we've slowly developed some different tools along the way to try and encourage that collaboration, ownership, participation, you know, through the, the creative conversation, Catalyst Way training. We're revisiting our um, employee representative council. We're really looking at the governance to support that. Um, we've got a quite formal process of um, rolling surveys of staff opinions now, suggestions and working groups. So I think it just continues to be a work in progress, really. I think the main thing for me is, is when you look at where we are now, six years down the line, we're no longer an organisation that's, you know, fundamentally reliant on one key customer. We've got a variety of different contracts that we're working to. We're just on the verge of acquiring our new care home. We bought two properties last week. We're potentially buying another property next year. It's, you know, we've seen quite a lot of business-related growth. Um, and so it keep it may it's you know it it continues to be an ongoing journey to make sure that the team members um are kind of keeping up with that and we're keeping up with them really in terms of you know um participation and engagement. And I think, you know, I I really, as you've said before. We, we still don't really feel as if we've kind of hit the mark around employee ownership in a way that I want to. So there's an awful lot of work to do there. Um, but yeah, I think we've got a much clearer path to it now than what we had, you know, two, two years ago or so, really. I got so much out of it. I'm talking to my colleagues. They've all experienced the same thing. I'm so glad that I was so involved in it. It's been really worthwhile. It's so effective. It's been brilliant. It really has. I think it's transformed the relationship. It's drawn us together more as a team. It's improved the relationships and the trust. I've seen individuals have very different conversations. We've had better meetings where we've had to get together to discuss a particular issue. We're all on the same level. 
and it's brilliant. It's helped us really open up with each other and become more approachable. And people that I anticipated would never change have. As you were going along, you could see your confidence growing. I don't feel like I do have any difficult conversations anymore. I've really started to use it now and seeing the benefits, you know, of, of it actually working, it's, it's just huge. We're already seeing much better working and value for the company. We've got a great opportunity to hit everybody in the organisation with some real good quality um, learning and development. It's changed each one of us for the better.